Welcome to the Emotional Intelligence Podcast hosted by Nadia Alfertassi, founder of Thrive with EQ. Join us as we explore the world of emotional intelligence and learn how to build stronger, more resilient workplaces through higher levels of emotional intelligence. With two decades of experience in the world's largest security organization, Nadia brings a unique perspective and invaluable insights to the table. Her mission is to help businesses break down silos, build bridges, and create a culture of emotional intelligence that fosters well-being of employees, builds strong leadership, and ultimately drives business success. By learning how to manage emotions, communicate effectively, and foster a positive work environment, you can improve productivity, reduce turnover, and build a team that's happy, healthy, and motivated. So whether are you looking to enhance your own emotional intelligence or create a culture of emotional intelligence within your organization, you're in the right place. Get ready to thrive with EQ. Welcome. Today is already episode 15 of the EQ Elevator podcast, where we use emotional intelligence to look at digitalization challenges that STEM leaders and professionals face in this hybrid working world. Today is one that is sensitive, perhaps controversial, but very common, romance scams. Now, what are romance scams? Think back of a time where you had a crush on someone. All of a sudden, you see the world through rose-colored glasses. Maybe not immediately, maybe it takes you a while, but when we fall in love, certain hormones, the love hormones, release and we are in the honeymoon phase. This is widely known, accepted research, that there is also a chemical process that goes on in the brain when we fall in love, which is human. And we don't necessarily choose whom we fall in love with. We don't necessarily control when these emotions come into play. Now, here is the problem with romance scams. These are skilled scammers and criminals who take advantage of the current cyber threat landscape where many professionals, many people feel lonely and are seeking a way to connect behind the screens. Whether it's through dating apps, whether it's through online platforms, whether it's through any other digital means, scammers and criminals use highly sophisticated emotional intelligence methods and even not that sophisticated. There are a plethora of examples of daily online frauds that rip people off of their money. It's all over the news. Every day we read about it. Last year, the FBI released a report that they found 1.3 billion US dollars were paid in ransomware scans alone. So this is a, a huge issue to use the EQ elevator approach, the emotional intelligence lens to help you as a business to educate your employees about the impact of ransomware scan, to look out for the red flags in a psychological safe environment. Because as we're going to see from the anonymous challenge of Sophia, this can also impact your business. And if you are a STEM professional, that maybe someone who's been victim uh, of a romance scam, maybe you have been victim of a romance scam, 
It's not always reported for obvious reasons. When we are scammed, we should not only focus on the material part, but this has a traumatic effect on people. It is normal to feel perhaps stupid. How could you have fallen for this? But there is a process behind it. And the more I think we discuss openly through a emotional intelligence framework that we can reduce the risk and enhance, equip people with emotional firewalls against frauds, and especially these types of frauds. I received a challenge from Sophia. Sophia is a software engineer at a large IT company, and she's been working diligently, English, on a crucial project in her company for the past several months. Now, she has a very busy work schedule and a limited social life. So her only means of interaction is through dating apps. So she meets Alex on the dating apps. Now, Sophia is highly intellectual. She's a highly intelligent, brilliant woman. And even on these assumptions, Alex is very skilled in A, having done his research on Sophia through open source information. So looking up information, understanding how women like Sophia, who are hardworking, little time for social connection, actually have this other part of them that crave intimacy and crave connection. And they play into those emotions. It's only human nature, but they are very skilled in playing into these emotions. So over the course of several months, Sophia developed a relationship with Alex, who was seemingly listening, living in Europe. Sophia is based in the US. So they had Alex sent her pictures. And although they never FaceTimed, because people may wonder, how can you be scammed by someone you've never seen, even on video? You have to put this in context. When you feel lonely, when you feel disconnected with your external environment, when you don't have necessarily a support system, when you're experiencing negative emotions, perhaps even emotions of depression, someone comes and shows you attention, shows you love, shows you that you matter and you are appreciated, even the most intellectual, rational uh, part of ourselves are susceptible to being scammed and let go of the red flags. Perhaps Sophia has noticed the red flags, but chose to let them go because the emotion of feeling connected, feeling valued, feeling loved was more important than perhaps diving in deeper and asking questions. Which brings me to the second point, which is so important in presenting fraud, online fraud, not only romance scams, but any type of fraud, is the ability to ask critical questions even when we like someone, even when we have a relationship built on trust. Often, from a psychology point of view, people feel uncomfortable challenging someone else when there is trust, when there is positive emotions, because it may be seen as dichotomy to, uh, if we ask critical question, we may then feel that we are, that we cause a negative emotion in the other person, and that may cause discomfort within the relationship. 
especially someone who has high levels of empathy, someone who has high levels of interpersonal skills, someone who has low levels of assertiveness, someone who has low levels of self-regard. These are all factors contributing to being susceptible in falling for online frauds and especially for romance scams. So Sophia, what happened to Sophia? She shared with Alex a major business opportunity and uh, she shared company details and commercial details that were not to share with external parties. Now, in her mind, Alex was a love interest. And what happened, she discovered that Alex was a scammer and was not necessarily after her money, but after commercial espionage. And the situation got out of hand. He had critical information and the company lost a bid to another competitor and uh, they didn't know what happened, but Sophia feels a lot of guilt and shame and is stuck. She doesn't know what to do. Now, I'm not going to advise anyone who can resonate with Sophia what to do, because this really is a responsibility within the company and the policies they have in order to allow for a process to, for people to come forward in, in safety and mentioning their errors, mentioning their red flags, which is, uh, depends on leadership, depends on culture. But what I am going to do for both for leadership, for C-suite, for team leaders, but also for professionals to become more aware and mindful on how you can use emotional intelligence to better equip yourself and educate your employees and equip yourself to not fall for these romance scams. So let's look again at the context of Sophia. Some of the factors that come into play in her case is her loneliness. We are still human beings. We are not machines. There are a lot of changes going on. There are a lot of, there's a lot of uncertainty. There are a lot of layoffs. There is, there was the pandemic. Then there is the conflict. Then there is the AI acceleration. Then there, there are so many things happening at the same time. And people can feel lost and disconnected. And what we tend to do as human beings, dial down our reality testing, escape, having a mental escape in order not to be faced with constant reality if our reality feels grim. And this is something to acknowledge, to understand that loneliness is very common and causes negative emotions and can cause you to escape your reality out of proportion. What do I mean by that? It is normal to feel distracted. It is normal to visualize and imagine and daydream. It helps us to increase those positive emotions, makes us feel good. This is the problem that a lot of people face when they are, for example, trying to seek distraction on social media or online platforms not using it in moderation, because what tends to happen, and Dr. Lemke, Anna Lemke from the Stanford University, explains this brilliantly in her book, Dopamination, we seek the dopamine hit to escape our reality onto social media, onto fantasies, onto things that are not real, to make us feel better. We need to balance it, because reality is also the opposite of pleasure. Often people seek pleasure and avoid pain. And how do we balance that? And I'm not saying to seek out pain, 
but moderate pain is part of life, right? The discomfort, becoming comfortable, being uncomfortable is important to grow out of our comfort zone and to manage these challenges that are happening. So if you are overdoing it with a dopamine hit, you may be stuck in this loop and then your reality testing is low and your ability to see clear and your ability to make critical decisions is lower and it makes you more susceptible to fall for these scams. And in this case, Sophia for Alex's romance scam. The other one is if you have tend to have high levels of interpersonal skills and high levels of empathy, you are likely to trust easier without having earned the trust or without having built the trust first. When we feel overly empathic, we try to please the other person, right? We feel codependent on them, meaning that we need them to feel better so we can feel better. It's a sensation issue as well. When we trust too easily, we don't allow actions to speak louder than words. So we put our roller, a roller, that's not a word, Nadia, rose-colored glasses. So you can become aware of your own patterns and you can educate your employees on these as well. Emotional reasoning. You can say Sophia is highly intellectual, right? She's highly rational. But when it comes to the matter of the heart, when it comes to the matter of love, we've all been there. We tend to use emotional reasoning. I see this with my son. He is one of the best social engineering uh, little person working around. He's very good in using emotional manipulation techniques to get me to do what he wants. And sometimes he still succeeds, even though I have been scammed by my son many times. And if we think about it, I've also been scammed by ex-boyfriends in the past when I was younger. I didn't have all the intellig emotional intelligence that I have now. Let's stay humble and modest, Nadia. Well, is, this is not something new. This has been going on for centuries. It's a form of human manipulation. At NATO, we were trained because of state enemies using social engineering techniques for spying reasons, for commercial espionage as well. So I've been exposed to this kind of manipulation techniques for a very long time. And even with my level of exposure, I'm not 100% confident that I will not fall for a, a fraud because there are multiple factors that come into play. Our mood, our uh, sense of well-being, the stress levels, anxiety, etc., etc., etc. I'm very aware, I'm very reflective, so I trained myself, but no one is 100% immune. And I think we need to work with this reality and meet people where they are. Lack of self-awareness. So perhaps one of the factors that contributed to Sophia's falling prey to Alex's romance scam and stealing commercial information is she was not aware of that her loneliness levels perhaps made her settle and made her twist reality for what it was. And I think we can understand how loneliness affects us when we understand the difference between being alone and lonely. So being alone is actually doesn't have to come with negative emotions. It comes with being okay in your own company, becoming more self-aware, reflecting personal growth versus being lonely. We feel disconnected from our external environment 
And as human beings, we need social connections. We need to feel connected. We need to have a supportive environment. And as an employer, you have a responsibility to your employees to provide that supportive work environment. This is why well-being endeavors, culture, well-being programs, endeavors, and culture is so important. The higher levels of well-being your employees face, the less susceptible they will become to frauds or the more open and, and transparent they become in reporting red flags early on because they don't fear any repercussions and they feel safe. They enjoy working. They will put your organization well-being up front as well. Now, manipulation, we are all prey to manipulation. This is not something you can avoid or eradicate. But is this something you can reduce by becoming aware of how others use emotional intelligence to get you to do something that is not in your best interest? Now, everyone manipulates everyone at a certain point in time of day or in our lives, but often we do it unintentionally. So I want you to put this in the context of cyber criminals and cyber scammers. They are using emotions to manipulate you, not for your best interest. And asking basic critical questions whenever you meet someone, even if it takes four months, is important to not be in a rush. One of the biggest indicator for any type of online fraud is the sense of urgency. At a certain point, they will be in trouble and they will put a sense of urgency on you and they will make you feel guilty and ashamed if you don't react immediately. So they trigger the emotion of fear. So you can have a response option that is irrational and not rational. And irrational doesn't mean you're crazy. It means you're making the decision based on the emotion of fear, anxiety, and worry, instead of coming from your prefrontal cortex is when you feel safe in your body and you're thinking with clarity. And in the moment, we've all made decisions in our lives where we thought back, how could I have made that? It's because emotions play a role. And the more you become aware, the more you understand how you would react. This is what I do with visualization exercises and with my emotional firewalls program to create these mental images on how you would react in a crisis situation and what response options you would choose. And then you can, in a safe space, assess whether they're gonna to lead to a conducive outcome or to a worse outcome. And you can practice new emotional resources. Now, the, if we take a look at the EQ elevator in this case, both from a personal perspective or from a business perspective, the first floor is understanding yourself. So cultivate, if you're a business, cultivate and foster a culture of self-awareness make it safe for people to get to know themselves and their emotions and how they influence their response options. And you may say as a STEM professional or STEM business, Nadia, this is ridiculous. We are intellectual, highly intellectual people and business people. We don't do emotions. This argument is flawed. It doesn't stand because the data, the environment we live in, is one where criminals and scammers use emotional manipulation techniques to scam or fraud people. Work with it, use it as a shield to equip your employees and equip your business with 
human shield, emotional firewalls. On top of it, technology is not going to serve in helping in preventing romance scam, right? Because a lot of times we know something is not good for us and yet we do it because of the perceived emotion that we feel from it, the dopamine. So this requires emotional intelligence. Second floor, before you go into deep with anyone, this is a rule of life, whether it's a business partner, whether it's a dating, whether it's a friendship, take the time to get to know people. The best way to get to know someone is to tell them no. When you say no to someone, any kind way, you don't have to be mean about it, but say no to someone and watch their actions. Watch how they will behave. If they go uh, try to pressure you or they become angry, then basically they have told you who they are in, in, in real life when they're not wearing any mask. And that gives you information to assess whether you want to continue, whether it's dating or business partnership. But in this context, we're talking about romance scam. So in Sophia's case, it is really not being afraid to be kind, not nice. Niceness comes from a place to please. Kindness comes from a place to, from character place. There's Matthew Hussey, Dave, international dating expert, said something which is brilliant. I find brilliant. It's be kind in your tone of voice. Be kind in your tone of voice and ruthless in your action. Doesn't mean that you have to be ruthless like Violet, not at all, but ask these questions. Don't be afraid. The other step is don't put people on pedestals. When you put people on pedestal, you create a superiority conflicts where you value them more than you value yourself and you're more likely to do things that perhaps are not in your best interest and not in your company's best interest. So understand, get to know the other person and take the time. Don't feel pressured. The third is neutral. The third floor is observer's perspective. So again, look at it from a neutral perspective. Talk about it with a friend you trust. Sometimes when we are in love, I've been there as well. I, I, this that will be a very different podcast, but I've done embarrassing things because I had rose-colored glasses. We all have, I think, when we are in love. And it is important reality testing. So talk to someone you trust and you don't feel ashamed so they can bring you in a reality check. And then understand uh, if someone that you're dating on a dating app and they're asking you, information about work or you're sharing information about work understand the impact on the business understand okay where does this come from what are the scenarios uh, how can this impact my work how, what information am i giving out that is perhaps sensitive and not appropriate and when you look at it from a fifth from a macro environment understand that although it feels traumatizing although you can feel you're victimized if this happened to you uh, take the time to heal, take the time to seek professional help, because even if it's online, it is as if it was real in real life. I mean, you need to treat this accordingly, but understand that this is very common. So don't feel stupid. Don't feel that you are not intelligent or that you made a huge mistake. We all make mistakes, but understand that this is that these people, these criminal scammers are highly skilled in manipulating people. Don't be so tough on yourself as well. 
but rather think what lessons can I learn? How can I help others not make the same mistakes? And how can I protect myself and my family and my friends, my online presence in a better way? And the other part is to address the root cause, which is why I am a big advocate of mental health and talking about things that feel uncomfortable. And loneliness is an issue for many people. And as an organization or as a leader, you may feel it is in, inappropriate for you to step into this territory. But the more you take responsibility or the more you care for your team, the safer, psychological safer environment you create and the lesser the risk is for social engineering attacks to be successful. So hope that I, I hope that I shed some light on how you can use emotional intelligence to reduce the risk of romance scams, to reduce the risk of online frauds in general, to educate your team, to educate your people. I also do keynotes for companies if, on how emotional intelligence, you can use emotional intelligence to build emotional firewalls against um, online frauds, and in this case, romance scams. You can book a call with me, the description, the link is in the description box below. And I look forward to it next week. So from now on, I'm only doing one episode a week because I admit I was very ambitious in the beginning, but I'm managing a lot of things at the same time. And my son requires my attention more and more. And I am a big family person and my son is always my number one priority. So I made a choice to cut off cut or slow down on the podcast once a week where I use emotional intelligence to help you build resilience in the digital decade. Thank you for listening and I look forward to next week's episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the EQ Emotional Intelligence Elevator podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights into the world of emotional intelligence. To learn more about Thrive with EQ and Nadia's mission to build stronger, more resilient workplaces through higher levels of emotional intelligence, visit our website at thrivewitheq.com. You'll find a plethora of EQ leadership resources, tools, and services to help you and your organization thrive. Thank you again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends and colleagues. As always, keep thriving with EQ.